Hello and welcome back to the Men You Are Not Alone podcast. My name is Justin O'Quinn and this would be episode six and it is entitled Men Don't Need Permission to Be Men. And it is based on a small chapter inside my book that is of the same title, Men You Are Not Alone. And I will brief this with this context that I believe that men were created in the image of God, that God loves men. And God created men to walk with men, to have a relationship with men, and for men to have a relationship with the other beings that God had created, the other the Elohim spoken of in the book of Genesis at the time when God created man. And I believe that God created men to have a relationship with him because that's who God is. You don't have to believe that, but... I try not to hide what I believe, so that way it gives you some context for maybe why I say some things I do. And if you don't believe that, that's fine. That doesn't make us enemies. Back when I was married, um, a, a couple years after I, I, I got married, there was something inside of me that, that wanted children. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it was there. But there was this urge to have children for the purpose of demonstrating love to them. I don't know why it was there. It was just there. Some things in life just are. And I believe that that desire, and that's still there. Like, I mean, I have my children. I still have this desire to demonstrate love to them. And I see that as us being created in the image of God. I believe that is the way God is. He created us just because. That's in his nature. He he is a relational being. And he creates life to relate, for the life to relate to each other. Whether it be in a spiritual form or manifest itself in a physical form like us. At least for now. And I think that there's just this innate desire in us that we can suppress, but I think that we have this uh, latent desire inside of us to demonstrate love. We don't live in a culture where it's necessarily encouraged that we show it, but I do find in the heart of most of the people that I have run across over the years in the United States, they have that there. Given the opportunity, they will demonstrate love to people and they will demonstrate love to each other and take care of each other. And I think that is because relationships are so much of life. When I look at what is of value in my own life, it's not a house. It's not, it's not material possessions. For me, it never has been. I have a home that's basic shelter. It's enough to keep a roof over my kids and I, but that isn't what makes me happy. And I don't, try to bury that I don't look for joy or satisfaction in material goods because it's empty to me. But in relationships and the natural world, those are two places that to me make me feel the closest to God. So back to the subject at hand, which is men don't need permission to be men. And over the years of working with men in a men's group, talking with men, in my, on my job sites and just talking with men in general. I talk to everybody that I can. I noticed that in men born in the late 60s and beyond, like uh, younger, uh, 
that this is where this trend showed up in men. And, and it's almost, not almost, it is a sense that, that, that we need permission to be men. Right now, I'm almost, I'm about to turn 52. And it was rare that in men very much older than me, I would say, like right now, if you take a snapshot, today is uh, September 2nd, 2021. Um, just a few days away from becoming 52. So I would say I was born in 69. So somewhere in that 67, 68, 69 range, like that is the oldest men that I tend to see much of a sense. There was, there seems to be a fairly sharp break in men somewhere in that mid to late sixties where, where the men born before that have a pretty clear sense of, of being a man, a, a man. They don't, they don't have this sense that they need permission or there's something uh, wrong with being a man or something that they should feel guilty for, for being a man. But when you move to that 67, 68 range and a newer model of men, I could, I could see that consistently where men do feel a, a little bit of a sense of guilt and maybe increasingly so the younger they get, that there is something that should come with an innate sense of guilt for being a man. Like there's something wrong with that. And I've said this before, I, I'm a project manager for a construction company and I am actually blessed to work with a lot of men uh, if you start in Mexico and go all the way down into Chile, I work with men from all of those cultures. And, and there are places that I can't afford to travel to. I certainly can't afford to travel, you know, and take a, a family to these places necessarily. I've been, you know, using money for other things like to raise a family and things like that. So there are places I can't necessarily afford to go to. But I am blessed to sort of be absorbed into that culture with men across a very long geographical range, which encompasses a lot of different cultures as you travel south from the U.S. border all the way to the end of Chile. And I've noticed in those men that I don't see this sense in any age of any of their age ranges, any sense of, of guilt for being men. They do not seek permission to be men or to act like men. And I notice in their wives, because a lot of my guys, like when it's lunchtime, one of the things I love about um, the cultures south of the U.S. is that lunchtime is sort of a big deal for them. It's a gathering time. It's a, it's a time where they build relationships. And their wives will come, they'll bring their kids, and they will cook. Like on my job site, they will, they'll bring stuff to cook with, they'll bring food, um, and they'll cook it all right there on the job site. They all sit around in chairs. They'll bring a deck of cards or um, a game or something. The kids are involved. The kids play with the men, the wives, they cook the food, and then they sit down. And they all laugh together, and it's a family event, but it's not just a family event. It's anybody that's on the job site is part of the family. And I look at the women and they admire the fact that their men don't want permission to be men or to act like men or to 
be an alpha male or be a, a, a provider or be a good role model for their children to, to model what it is to be a man and to be willing to make decisions, to bear the burden of a bad decision. It's such a, a sharp contrast and they're both right there in the same place because I have a whole mix of cultures on my job sites and that has that has always been something I've felt blessed to have. And so I, I want to tell you that if 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 you are, you're going to have to examine your own life. And if you're a man who believes that he needs some form of permission to be and act like a man, I I, I want to. I want to tell you that there is nobody who can, that permission doesn't exist. That is illusory. It is a deception. It is an illusion. It is manifested out of nothing. It may be manifested out of being told that you need permission or a culture that tells you you shouldn't act like a man or a, tell, a, a culture that tells you that if you act like a man, you're being hyper-masculine or you're being too much of an alpha male. But that is illusory. It's no different than the world telling you that you're a purple elephant. It doesn't matter how many times the world tells you you're a purple elephant. That doesn't make you, uh, the, our culture, Our culture. we don't speak things into existence. We can't speak you into existence to be a, become a purple elephant. You can perceive yourself that way, but that doesn't make it true. So in the same, in the same vein, if you're a man who thinks you need permission or that you should bear some sense of guilt for being a man, or that you should apologize for it, and hence you should act more feminine. I, I would argue with you, examine your life and realize that that permission, it does not exist. Nobody can grant it. Nobody can revoke it. It only has power so long as you give authority to the delusion that it exists. And I don't want you to walk through life feeling that way. And especially young men, I, I've, I've seen this uh, quite a bit. In, in as, as generations get younger or as the men get younger, it's harder to overcome in them. They want to be a, a man, but they're so bombarded to act more feminine, to um, not assert themselves, not pursue the things that they are wired to do, like to defend people, stand up for people, uh, provide, to love children, to laugh, to, to gather as men and be men together, regardless of what anybody else thinks of that. There's nothing wrong with being a man. In fact, I think, I mean, that is a pillar of, a, of, of our culture, even if it has been cast in our culture that that, that is not the case. But I would argue that anybody who wants to remove men as the pillar of our culture is seeking to undermine and dismantle a culture. So that is that is essentially my message for this for this morning. And I want you to look deep inside yourself and and be willing to examine where you have bought an illusion. And you've let it dictate the course of your life or the, the course of your day-to-day -day living. 
And be a man. If you're a man, be a man. Don't, don't hide from that. Don't apologize for that. Go out and be what God created you to be. God created man in the image of himself. And that doesn't make you better than anything, and it doesn't make you worse than anything. Some things just are. And if you're a man, you're a man, and that's okay. It's okay to be like one, to act like one, to talk like one, and to carry himself like one. And that is it. I don't have a great conclusion for that, but it was just something to think about, and I wanted to get it out before I went to work this morning. And so this is the end of episode six of the Men You Are Not Alone podcast, and I appreciate you listening, and I hope you have a great day.